0: Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online. Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online, brought to you by Gulliver's Sports Travel. My name is Matt Southgroom and this morning I'm joined by Andy Howell. Morning Andy, how are we?
1: Pretty good, uh, Matt. Really enjoyed that Lions uh, contest against the uh, the Blues. I thought it was a terrific match.
0: How how are you handling with the uh,
1: early mornings? Matt, when you get to my age son you tend to wake up. A bit earlier, so it's no problem. It's just you it's, you youngsters find it hard to get oh, out of bed. The
0: old five o'clock shift uh, caught me off guard the other day. But anyway, enough about uh, our shift patterns. Let's get into it. Um, we've just seen the Lions lose their first game of the tour against the Blues uh, in Auckland. What do we make of it?
1: All right, like I said, I thought it was an excellent uh, contest. Could have gone uh, either way. I think the lead uh, swat uh, three times before the Blues sealed it with a... You know, a moment of uh, brilliance, Brilliance. Uh, six minutes from the end. Uh, uh, came from a wayward kick from uh, Johnny Sexton, a bit short with an up and under. Michael Collins, remember him at the Scarlets, did yeah. well for them. He's actually Welsh qualified. Uh, <laughs> caught the ball. Stephen tour who amazingly could be in the All Blacks team to face the Lions, yet is going to play for Bristol in the English Championship next season. Bit of magic from him and a superbly timed run from Sonny B- Bill Williams onto a little offload. Sonny Bill's gone, beats a few players and then he's uh, substituted outside half, Aira West uh, was there in support Uh, he just breezed past Rory Best Uh, Johnson Sexton overrun him a bit, cut inside him and then he just sidestepped Lee Halfpenny to score between the sticks yet the Lions still had a chance perhaps to win it, line out at the end penalty in the corner, line out at the end, Rory Best would come on for the Sheriff, Ken Owens would have had an excellent game, Uh, what did Best do? Took me my memory back four years ago to Lions in Australia when he couldn't hit a bat and door flowing in, didn't it? Didn't find the target again. Lions lost the ball, Blues won the match.
0: That's a big blow for Rory Best's uh, Test hopes, isn't it? Because that's not the kind of thing that Gatlin's going to forget. Um, unless, like you said, it's not the first time we've seen his arrows go astray. I remember probably playing against Wales in Cardiff in the Six Nations. There were a few wonky throws on that day, so that's not the kind. of And like you said, with Ken Owens playing so well. He's now surely in poor position to start the test. Well, we I have, know we're a long way out.
1: Yeah, don't forget we have got it as well. We got Jamie George to mm. consider. Let's have a look at him, probably against the Crusaders this weekend. But yeah, yeah, uh, Rory Best. Now you know they'll be uh, uh, as he done himself irreparable damage, especially as what you just pointed out about his past, uh, his past record. Um, you know, he's going to have to do something the next time. He, and when he gets another chance, on this mm. Lions' and with the games coming thick and fast, how often, you know, how, is he going to get a chance to start? And, uh, you know, before they decide on a team for the test. Uh, uh, anyway, but I thought that, uh, I saw Cannonball Ken there, thought he had a good game. so only blemish thrown in the line out, he was really well. Came just before he was uh, substituted. Yeah, I but I thought that. he led the team well. Uh, good captaincy, and, uh, you know, it had been a good performance from the forwards.
0: Mm. Do we see any, I suppose, just moving on quite nicely from that point you've just made there, did we see there were a few improvements there from the first performance which was obviously very laboured very disjointed Um, but you know straight from the off really I think the best 20 minutes was probably the first 20 minutes from a Lions point of view Um, and, and I think the pack is one of the major positives so far to come out with that game
1: Absolutely, I thought the scrum was uh, was very good. They won some penalties at that. Uh, there was a, a situation in the first half when the uh, Charlie Furrowina was like it'd been the All Blacks' uh, squad, tight-head prop, he was shaking his head, and I don't think it was in disbelief, but he just I think it was a case that he just couldn't understand how uh, Jack McGrath was turning him inside out at the scrum, and uh, and, and he was getting pinged. Uh, so I thought McGrath went uh, very well at loose head prop. He also made uh, 12 successful tackles, didn't miss any, doing his uh, time on the pitch, so I thought that was good. Dan Cole didn't show up as much as he did in the loose, but he was part of that uh, scrum, mm. and uh, Ken Owens went, uh, went well. Uh, Courtney Laws actually came into the game a bit in the second half. toji, Mario Otoji, was good throughout the match. Although I would argue on the breakaway for the uh, the winning try that he made a mistake there, allowed Sunny Bill uh, to get in uh, inside him. He did miss a couple of other tattles, it's and he nice also nice. gives some penalty. Yeah, and he also does give some penalties away. But he's a really good player who's going to be a key to the uh, for the Lions. He's the, one of their go-to men.
0: I guess another one of the positives of the scrum. It, the dominance remained when the replacements came on as well, and O'Mala and Sinclair both had some joy at the scrum as well. So there's a real battle brewing um, in those prop positions. Of course, you've
1: got Macovin and as well. Oh, yeah, I'm mean, you know, so. and you could see why. you could see there today as well is for people like Atoji and Carl Sinclair and all, and uh, James Haskell and Stander, etc. What the Lions meant for him. It meant heck of a lot. You could see there by their attitude of pumped up they were, mm. and uh, you know you could see it means uh, you know these parties are hopefully
0: going to get better and better as the tour goes uh, uh, goes on. Fair enough to be positive, but at the end of the day, it was the first defeat of the tour. Um, quite dis- quite disappointing to get a defeat as early as this in the tour, which will obviously not do a great deal for morale. There's going to be a few concerns knocking around Warren Gatlin's head at the moment, but what's your it, biggest well, worry going uh, on? Well, I,
1: I'd be more concerned if the Lions weren't so good at the set piece, would struggle <laughs> at the set piece, except. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, my biggest concern, and this is why they lost the match, is they're not clinical enough, not good enough for the uh, ball in hand. That was the difference between the two teams. Try count three to one, favour the Blues. Don't forget as well, they had another three tries disallowed. It was just that, uh, you know, how good they were with the ball, how dynamic they were when they had the ball. They'd get out of the game line quickly, recycle so quickly, and they're passing and uh, running. And vision and awareness was pinpoint, whereas the uh, Lions were laboured with the ball. Typical sort of Wales team sort of performance, a bit. uh, Banging up the uh, Wales type, I should say. uh, Banging up the middle a bit. And, uh, you know, there's that instance early in the game when the Lions should have taken the lead through Jared Payne in the corner. They had an overlap, big overlap, but Robbie Enshaw, Lee Halfpenny, and Lee Halfpenny were both guilty of not drawing defenders, straightening, fixing them and putting pain over, uh on the overlap. It meant that the Blues could, uh, could drift and uh, he of course then was forced to you know, put a foot in touch as he died uh, for the corner. It should have been a walk-in, if mm-hmm. so the boot had been on the other foot, Blues would have walked in, I would say. And you could see that, you know, with their first try, I you know, only scored... Came from a fantastic pass on the, from the 19 yard outside half. And that's what allowed him to get outside Jack Noel.
0: Jack Noel need to look at himself a bit for that try, though, getting caught a bit narrow.
1: Yeah, yeah, but is that how the Lions are defending? Narrow and trying to blitz and then push him out. You know, that um, reminded me actually of the key try, turning point on the 201 Lions Tour of Australia, when George those greats, George Gregan and Stephen Lackham, uh, did exactly that to put uh, Joe Roth outside. Uh, uh, David James would try to turn that series. Mm. Um so I thought it was great play to give him that half a yard. In mm. some respects about well, it's a bit like that match in the Six Nations, wasn't it, when that uh pass was it from uh, Owen Farrell put Elliot daily on the outside of uh mm. Alice Cuthbert. We all thought Cuthbert would close him down, but he did, you know, but he but he but he, but he never. Yeah. The same as uh, Noah was de- you know, he was outplaced by Ione. I mean I Ione's twenty. But you know, he could well turn up against the Lions in the test series. Oh yeah. Especially with them having a few injury problems out wide.
0: I think he scored 10, 10 tries in fifteen super rugby games, so make that eleven in sixteen, including the Lions. And and he could have had a couple more today, let's face it. I mean yeah. he is a danger man.
1: But he's sharp. But not an easy sharp, but he's a really good rugby player, he knows exactly what he's doing. Mm. Reads the game so well. Can and that was the diff that's the difference, that's the worry for the Lions, isn't it? Mm. For the Lions if you're going to give ch- chances to the opposition or give them some opportunities, the concern is these teams in New Zealand are going to punish you. So maybe the only way to beat them is by p- producing error-free rugby as close as you can to it. And today, as Warren Gatlin pointed out afterwards, the uh, lines made too er- many errors, uh, and, and in this case, giving too many soft penalties away.
0: Let's talk about those penalties then, because that's, uh, that's nothing to do with game plans, nothing to do with tactics or jet lag or anything like that. That's just pure silliness, isn't it? Discipline. You've got you've got damn Bigger encroaching at lineouts. Yeah, you've got closing the gap too many times and getting on the ref's nerves. Yeah, and then you've got laws pulling down people in lineouts. Those, those and it's just giving easy field position to Super Rugby teams, and they do not need a second invitation.
1: Well, exactly. You cannot give those away if you want to beat these teams. Mm. Uh, you know, Matt, and I told you he gave penalties away as well, yeah. but he's got a habit of giving penalties away. Uh, you know, that's on his CV, I give penalties away. And uh, he does give them away. Uh, uh, he's a great player. Maybe in the Northern MSU, you can get away with it a bit more because teams don't tend to uh, punish you so much. But, you know, as you just said, Matt, you cannot give the All Blacks field position in your 22. So you don't want to be giving penalties away on the halfway line or just inside the opposition half where they so they can kick the your 22. You've got to just
0: let them have the ball if on, necessary on that note I think I wasn't particularly impressed with uh, Mr here in the middle I didn't think he had the greatest game I thought he was a bit I thought he alright yeah. yeah, right.
1: right, French enough. you know you could say as a pool France got the best referees in the world <laughs> notice I said as a pool because don't forget we got our very own Nigel Owens at the top
0: <laughs> alright Dennis from a, trying to put a positive. you, you say about
1: like, discipline there Mark, just yeah. one other point of discipline and he'll discipline the Lions there. it was summed up by Liam Williams comes on the pitch within a couple of minutes he takes uh, takes out uh, Duffy in the A, should have had a yellow card for that offence and then the first one was worse first one was a lot worse you know he could still get sighted for that and then the a uh, minute or so later takes exactly. him out again puts a, grabs an arm at him pulls, pulls him down you know it was a bit half-hearted but he got yellow carded because of the uh, uh, first offence you know that, that's just not good enough is it that's you, rank bad discipline
0: do you think that's over-eagerness
1: yeah yeah, he was obviously keen to make an impression, you and he, about, you know, he's a bit of a loose cannon. Uh, say the same about uh,
0: Noel as well, maybe for the first yes. try, trying to trying to rush up. Yeah, trying yeah, to, trying he to, make an tried to impress,
1: aren't he? You know, so he's, you know, you, imagine the nerves of those players today. Yeah. I've never played for the Lions before. This is the pinnacle of their rugby careers. Yeah, so
0: you know, but, you know it, I think somebody it, it was a surprise from someone like Liam Williams. But I know what you're saying. He's got no, a of,
1: no, it's not oh. because he's got a bit of a, a record, as the Wales management will would point out to you.
0: Yeah, but in the air. He's one of the best players in the line squad, isn't he? Yeah, I know, but he should know the rules. Don't these guys know the rules? <laughs> he must know, know the rules. I know that, but that's why it came as a surprise. You see a high ball go up, you I see Lane Williams going after, you think, right, it's either going to be a very good contest or he's going to win the ball. And twice in the space of 90 seconds, he gives away a penalty and gets yellow carded. I mean... Does that go to sum up the kind of pressure
1: these players you, are under? You, you, no, was it a case as well with those uh, kicks that so they were slightly over it so he really wasn't going to win the ball so he should have pulled out the challenges on both occasions?
0: Potentially. I think yeah. the second one he sort of misjudged it slightly. I think he changed oh. his pace a few times on the yeah. way in but, you know, like I said, does that not just go to show the kind of pressure that these players are under? Yeah, yeah it shows about? how hyped up
1: they are, does it? It's just, go, if you go back to the year 20 then, you know, World Cup semi-final, Wales France, Sam Woburn, hyped up the wick. And uh, committed fence got sent off for it. Yeah. You know, no you know, and and Lions 205 last time they visited um, New Zealand first test opening minute Brian O'Driscoll the, the captain put off. You know, with, uh, uh, where the All Blacks were uh, uh, wrapped up to the hilt, and I would argue I've covered that game and beyond. <laughs> uh, you know, because it is the Lions. It's every twelve years they visit the country. Every four years the Lions of course in action. And it, it is, it's, it's, you know, it's the top, it's the best rugby those guys have ever played.
0: Mm. Let's bring it back to this year then and let's try and get a little bit of balance in here. Is it, is it a, a nice positive for Gatlin in knowing that he's yet to unleash George North? Uh, Jonathan Davis, arguably the most informed centre, he's taken on the talk given the form he finished the Pro 12 season in. He's yet to play as well. You've got somebody like Ben Taylor who showed a lot of form in the first game him and Jonathan Davis perhaps is quite a nice combination to put out against the Crusaders. So he's got players to come in, Connor Murray as well, of course. Is it nice for him to be able to know that, okay, we still, we still not play particularly well, but we've still got world class players to, to put out on the field? Yeah,
1: it is, because he, um, you know, on what we saw today, as, as we expected, the Lions can be very competitive up front. They had a, an edge up front for a large part of. Uh, uh, for that match um so yeah that's a good sign in that if you've got the basic platform in in, in place that you're going to have the uh, you can have ball you can have decent ball uh it's just about being able to do something with the ball and uh, maybe you need players like uh Jonathan Davis and Teo to be able to uh supply that the alternative is if the Lions attack is not good enough, they're going to have to really play a tight game, like a nine-man game, and try and suffocate the All Blacks uh, uh, to to have any chance of uh, beating them. But yes, the attack has got to be sharp, and I'm really looking to see Jonathan Davis uh, uh, forward to seeing him playing, because he has been excellent towards the end of the season, looks like he's slimmed down a bit as well, what he's good at is timing, Uh, if someone can put him into gaps, which may be uh, T.O. and Owen Farrell, who I suspect will also be playing against the Crusaders this weekend can put him in uh, get him running on the ball and running at space he can be uh, uh, dangerous I mean George North, not a great defender uh, himself but today out, he watched Jack Noel and he thought Carl North is a good defender isn't he <laughs> let's, uh,
0: let's take stock slightly for a moment then two games into the tour overall how is Warren Gatlin going to be feeling at the moment because there's a, all of a sudden there's a lot of pressure on him there's
1: well, always. He's, they said there's not any extra pressure on him now, than there was, and there was, you know, months ago, is it? Uh, you know, he's always he's going to be under massive the Lions coaches under huge pressure, and you know, it's not just on the uh, uh, expectations back here and from the British media, New Zealand media, and New Zealand public. are doing everything they can to undermine the Lions and put as much pressure on him as they can. Uh, but I think, actually, I think today now, he will actually be pretty satisfied uh, mm. by that performance because of the other thing is he would have told his players how tough those, all these other Super match, rugby matches are going to be for uh, uh, for his team. And as he pointed out afterwards, much better to be in a tough game the, uh, like that and hammering Western Force on the last tour by 60, 70 points or, or whatever. Sure, he's definitely going to back-laden the... Uh, the Lions uh, players and would have told him a few few things today about some players yeah. who's up to it, who's not up to it.
0: You see him in the press uh, before the game. Got a little bit touchy when the war on ball thing came up. Um, maybe a little bit <laughs> of afters at the press conference as well. You've dealt with him on many occasions with Wales as well. What how do you think he'll be feeling about the tour as a as a whole? Though will be will he be annoyed with things like that going on in the press? Does he let it phase him? Yeah, well, I,
1: I you know Gatlin and and, and I've discussed uh, he's discussed one ball with me quite a number of times uh, privately and on it is something that definitely rankles him. Where's it come from, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know what I I've said to him, and I think this should have be been the case over there. Is just answer the question, just deflect it or whatever. You just got to be diplomatic. Uh, sometimes don't let it bother you. He seems to be you know he seems to be it's, it's something that seems to really bother him, and I know with Gatlin with. Um, you know where there's been other issues with some, uh, uh, you know, maybe with other coaches, other players in the game, and all that. Uh, when he gets wrangled by something, he doesn't. Uh, he's a fighter, Gatlin, mm. and he doesn't like to let it uh, uh, let it lie. He'd be much better if he just, uh, you know, just answered whatever they asked him. Then just brushed it off, laughed it off, or whatever, mm. and just relaxed a bit. Just relaxed a bit.
0: Is he playing a dangerous game if he starts messing about with the New Zealand media?
1: No, because they after him anyway. They'll do everything in their powers to okay. uh, to get at him, and undermine him, and you know, whatever you know. They they are capable of some uh, some. Uh, oh, uh, blow the
0: belt blows. We've already seen a couple in the week of this Blues game already, but uh, certainly interested in watching on uh, from afar. Let's um, just break off for a minute then, and we'll uh, check in with our colleague uh, Mark Orders down at the South Wales Evening Post. I spoke to Mark earlier just after the game had finished, and here's what he had to say. Mark, thanks for joining us on the Welsh Rugby Podcast. Um, let's just get your thoughts initially on, on the Blues game this morning.
2: Yeah, it, it was pretty disappointing, to be honest. Um, I thought the, uh, the forwards went quite well, um, but the kind of rugby chaos we'd been promised by Rob Howley didn't really happen. I thought the, uh, the Lions' backs just lacked all kinds of creativity and direction and they barely fired a shot, really. Um, yeah, I mean, all in all, it was, uh, it, it was uh, a bit discouraging, more than a bit discouraging for uh, Warren
0: Gatland. Do you think it was sort of that, that feeling of not, not firing a shot was sort of exacerbated by what was happening on the other side of the field? Every time the Blues sort of had a sniff of a chance, they seemed to be making inroads, and then when the, when the time came to strike, they always seemed to be either over the line or very, very close to it.
2: I mean, look, I mean, the, the, the Pools just had players with with skills that the Lions, unfortunately, didn't have. And, um, you know, in study Bill Williams and Rico Ione, even in the prop, Charlie found Wiener throwing out that pass in the build-up to the the first try. I mean, the Lions didn't have players like that. So, for me, perhaps I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, here, but for me, they've got to start playing to their... Uh, the traditional strengths if you like of Northern Hemisphere Rugby and that means for me cutting off doing all they can to dominate the set pieces and just trying as best they can to cut off the supply lines of their opponents otherwise we're gonna have more disappointed mornings like this one.
0: There's um, there's sort of this feeling that there was there were some sort of improvements seen uh, from Saturday's performance. Obviously, Warren Gatland was quite keen to get that across in his press conference and um, and in his post-match interview as well uh, with Sky Sports. But do you think that was sort of a, almost undermined, in a way, by by these silly little penalties that they were giving away, particularly in the first half? Oh, the Lions'
2: discipline was really poor. I mean, you know, it's uh, sort of uh, Liam, Liam Williams came onto the pitch and, you know... He, he gave away sort of uh, some sort of needless sort of penalties, and yeah, you're right. It was it, the indiscipline sort of punctuated their performance. Just when you thought they were putting things together, they would give away a penalty, and they 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 be on the back foot once again. Mm. So yeah, you know that that didn't help them at all. Um, but really, you know, for for Warren Gatlin to sort of yeah, okay, there might have been some kind of improvement. But really, let's be honest, they, they simply had to improve on the, the first game because they were so awful um, against the semi-professionals of the New Zealand provincial barbarians. <laughs> so yeah, you've got to keep uh, things in
0: perspective. Um, what, what did you make of that Liam Williams incident then? Was it just a case of, uh, well, I say incident, I mean incident. Was it just a case of over-eagerness? Uh, I mean, we know Liam can do things from time to time. Uh, when he gets a little bit hyped up, but uh, you know, normally when he's in the air, he's pretty good. But he got those two wrong.
2: Yeah, he, he did. Look, I mean, it was it was second seconds after he came on, really, and clearly, as you say, he was, he was a bit pumped up. And, and you know, you you can't be too harsh on him. He uh, he clearly wanted to make an impression, first game of the Lion, and uh, just a little bit over eager. And the, the same. For the second one, really, um, he's, he's just got sort to of learn a lesson, really. You know, things like that can affect matches badly. And if he's playing Test rugby and it happens, you know, you wouldn't want to be sitting um, on the bench doing a Test
0: against New Zealand. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Dan Bigger Then uh, made his Lions debut today. Um, started the game really well, I thought, alongside Reese Webb. Inside him, obviously, two players who know each other very well. I thought probably when he was on the field, that was when the Lions looked at their most dangerous. I mean, there's probably different things that can contribute to that. I mean, people being fresh, etc. And they were on, on the front foot quite a lot in that first half hour. But when he went off, I felt like the game, then the Lions lost their shape a little bit. But uh, So how concerned uh, would you be knowing that Sexton, for example, who didn't have the greatest game again today, is probably going to have to sit on the bench at the very least on Saturday? which is going to be his third game in, in the space of a week.
2: Uh, look, yeah, I mean it, it's a huge concern to be honest for, uh, for Gatland because Stexton's a player who stayed the Lions, if you like, to victory uh, in 2013, he knows how to win these big test matches, he's got a, a track record of delivering when it matters. Um, uh, Warren Gatland would have thought that uh, perhaps he would come through, and he could still come through and challenge for a, a test spot. But he is badly out of form. He really is. I mean, if he doesn't click, you know, then Gatland is is probably going to have to abandon plans he might have had of using Sexton and Owen Farrell possibly at ten and twelve. I mean, he is lucky in in that Farrell did him off the bench against the Barbarians and he really looked the part, he's, he's a total winner and um I mean, I certainly I sold all shares in Sexton he's a good player, he, he's out to form, problem is there are not many games on the tour to sort of regain form or play yourself into form,
0: mm. so he really needs to click
2: and click quickly as well
0: Do you think um Rhys Webb is laying down a marker uh, to Connor mm. Murray in a similar way that Faletau did to CJ Stander in the first game, Um I think Murray if he starts against the Crusaders is going to know he needs to produce a performance because at the moment I think Webb is probably just sort of beginning to get hold of that jersey and, and sort of tighten his grip on it.
2: Yeah Reese is a really good player and he, he has got he has got uh, that kind of x factor if you like that and perhaps you know you might argue the um, the Lions need um but, uh, In terms of a a box kicking game, I'd say Conor Murray is is possibly the best box kicker in the world. And um, from the test, that's going to matter because uh, Murray gives you direction. He's already beaten the All Blacks this year. I I definitely wouldn't write him off. I I think he's a he's a heck of a player. Mm. Uh, But yeah, you know, Reece can be quite pleased with himself. Uh, Some of his kicking wasn't especially on the money. You know, generally he looked lively enough he really got stuck in, his defence was quite good I think he can be quite pleased with his effort
0: And just a final word then before I, before I let you go are we are we hovering over the panic button at the moment as opposed to beginning to touch it, should, should we be that concerned at this early stage in the
2: tour? Uh, in a word uh, yeah <laughs> I guess <laughs> <laughs> simply because that it's going to get so much harder from United. I mean, if if they were going to beat one of these super rugby sides, you would have thought it would have been the Blues, you know, mm. who are supposedly the, the weakest of the um, of the New Zealand sort of uh, franchises. Uh, so it is going to get harder, but you know, you you can already see really the semblance of a a, a, a semi decent sort of test side if you like with guys like John Davis at T.O. in midfield possibly with North Farrell you know at number 10 Farrell at 8 I thought it, told it was outstanding and Courtney Laws uh, also had a good game and those two are really going to plus Cruz are going to pressure Allen Wynne Jones um, Tipperick was really good today um, Stan was okay as well so you know all is not lost but you know the, the Lions Quickly need
0: to move up the gears. Just one, just one quick word on Jonathan Davis then. Do you think he's, do you think he, he's got a real chance to make an impression on Saturday? Because we're assuming he's going to start. Um, I think, like you already mentioned, like the sort of semblance of a the semblance of a test team there would include Jonathan Davis at this stage. Yeah, a lot
2: of Jonathan Davis. Uh, you know, he finished the season with a scarlet in in just outstanding form and. Uh, Really, uh, sort of people have regarded him as being just a bit of a basher, but he showed some skill as well. And mm-hmm. he's really feeling good about himself, he's in a decent place. And really, it was the best sort of burst of form that he's shown, I think, since 2013. So, I think if he can reproduce anything like that, I think you know, he'll be on his way to that number 13 jersey. The interesting one is, as well for me, is number 15, yeah, because I don't think. Well, Hogg certainly uh, has a lot of ground to make up. Uh, Lee Half-Benny kicked like a dream today. Uh, did he pose much of a threat, possibly, with ball in hand? Probably not, you know. He he, he pretty much did what it says on the tin. You know, Liam Williams had a, a, a sort of shaky introduction to Lions rugby, but I still think if the Lions do want to sort of uh, develop their game and uh, play with a, a, a bit more sort of... Uh, Play a, a more souped-up game. Then using Liam Williams as full back
0: is another option for them. All right, then as always, Mark. Thanks for your time and uh, thanks for joining us on the Welsh Rugby Podcast.
2: Hey, good one, mate. Thanks very much.
0: So then, Andy, um, let's get back into it. The the Blues. I know it's a lot of people. The popular theme now, from from up here at, v- at the very least, is, "Oh, the Blues are the the weakest Super Rugby team, and the Lions have lost." Everything's going to get a lot harder from here. It's all going downhill for them from now on. I know you, you're in the same camp as me that this this doesn't quite sit right with me. Not Statistically, they are the weakest super rugby team because they're the bottom of the New, in New Zealand Conference. In New Zealand, yeah. Okay. So, but it's just the insinuation that that means that they're automatically not a very good side. I mean, the Blues, let's face it, we saw what they could do today. I mean, they give a lot of, them, well, any team in this part of the world, club side, a real run for their money.
1: Yeah, I'll use my favourite word to describe people's perception of the Blues. It's rubbish. Because they have, uh, they, yeah, they might be fifth in the New Zealand conferences, but if you put the uh, Super Rugby table and included everyone in it, they'd actually only think only of of the South African teams, it's only the uh, the Lions and I'm not sure about the Stormers, but they would have more, more points than them. Blues got excellent record this season. New Zealand teams absolutely dominate that tournament. Blues have got more, a lot more points than the top Aussie team, which is the Brumbies. And uh, Blues are the top outfit. And if you look at their record this season, they take some beating in Auckland. And that match of today was played at Eden Park. I think they've only lost once against a non New Zealand franchise this, storms, uh, yeah. this, uh, this season. So that shows how good they are. They're also rebuilding. Tanner Mag is their coach. And, you know, they're rebuilding under him. And you could argue they've got some good young players and they are, you, know, you can argue they, they are on a, the way up, and they, um, you know, they beat some of, the, uh, some of the top New Zealand teams, so uh, they're certainly not to be sniffed at, they are a, a, you know, they are a, a very good side.
0: So let's, take it, let's go to the other side of the spectrum then, because this is what is, is coming this Saturday, the Crusaders are the top of the New Zealand Conference in Super Rugby, 14 out of 14, they have not lost a game, um, they are the informed side in the tournament.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely! Yeah, you know they squeaked uh, They uh, just about. Uh, they just beat the Islanders uh, uh, last week. They've got this uh, record, yes, and uh, beaten. But what was quite interesting with the uh, Crusaders, they haven't had Keaton Reid for most of the season. Uh, Their captain. They've had a few other injuries. Uh, perhaps they haven't got as many All Blacks as they used to do.
0: Well, this is a thing. See, they're a bit of a conundrum for me looking in because mm. you look at them, you think right. They're the top of the Super Rugby. They must have shed loads of all blacks. But no. you go through their side; they've got the white. You've got Sam Whitelock. You've got Kieran Reid, and you've got um, Crotty as well. Yeah. But apart from that, I mean, they have got
1: one of the, the front row on there. one, of the Franks brothers. Is it Owen who's still over there? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, but you take yeah. my point. It's, it's not like they're not they, now. They had what, eight, eight all yeah. blacks. Yeah, yeah Israel Dags out injured. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, they, these boys have been out injured, etc. Uh, what they are, do you know what I would just say? They are. They're actually more of a workman like team. They're a bit like the perhaps the Munster of uh, southern hemisphere rugby, you know the jersey, their history, uh, etc. So they are more like team, and I think in some respects they will suit the Lions more. Their style of play, perhaps it is slightly more like the Brumbies. Perhaps it's a bit more like European. Might Mm. actually uh, perhaps they haven't got the flair of the uh, of the Blues. And uh, the um, Islanders and the uh, and the, the Chiefs and the other canes with pull uh, and Barrett. So uh, they might actually, even though they got this great record, they might suit the
0: Lions more than the Blues did Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, there's there's a few players who who caught my eye this year in a similar way that sort of many people up here won't. One of you have Rico mm-hmm. Ioani until this morning mm-hmm. is fly half Richie Moango who's, who's playing very well at the moment. And, uh, and the outside back David Havili, who's scoring a lot of tries outsider to make the all black squad mm. a lot of people are saying they're on form he should be in it um, but Ryan Crotty is going to miss the Crusaders game and he's a doubt for the first test after damaging some rib mm. cartilage uh, last weekend I think that's that's going to be music to the ears of uh, Warren Gatlin because yeah. he, your attack is already not really functioning and the last person you want to face really is Ryan Crotty because if there's anyone who can smother an attack, it's, it's him, isn't it?
1: Yeah, he's a nuts and sort of bolts player, isn't he? Yeah, he's a he you know, vital player. It? You know, he's one of those players, quite unassuming, but gets the job done. Uh, but do you know what, Matt? Do you know what will be interesting for me this weekend? I think they will f- the Lions will face a much tougher battle at the set piece. And uh, set piece went well today. It's essentially, it goes well on, um, albeit we will have some change personnel. it goes well on uh, against the Crusaders because I think they, you know that will then give an indication whether our competitive the Lions will be up front in the test.
0: Oh. Looking forward to the test and slightly, there's there's a really good battle emerging at number eight for the Lions. You saw Falato was one of the only players who left that first game with some credit. He had an outstanding game. One of the one of the probably the best lines player on the park. You know there was maybe others who could lay claim to that as well, such as Ben Tail, for example. Can I, can
1: I stop you there, now, Matt? Yeah, it's not a battle for number eight. Falatel will be number eight, and standards CJ standards likely be number six. Six? Yes, I think so. Because look, at it, I thought he was good today. Brings uh, bulk, mm. uh, brings power, cause problems for the Blues' defense. He's got a bit of X factor about him. He's one of these blokes where he's playing for Munster. Right, he's got a habit at scoring tries, and he was in. Score the scored uh, the Lions' uh, um, Lions' uh, touchdown today, and I think his bulk and his power and his drive, the Lions are going to need him probably at uh, uh, at uh, number six against the All Blacks because they need someone who's going to. or need a few players who are actually going to hurt the All Blacks, and he's a guy who can certainly uh, certainly do that. You know, yes. I think he's got edge on uh, Moriarty. Perhaps the other alternative would be they could end up with the. Uh, you know, if they played a, t- a toji at uh, blindside flank, although I think he's the go-to man at the lineout, I keep him at lock. Yeah, his yeah. athleticism.
0: There's, uh, there's, one big question that comes from that. Then,
1: so there, yeah, we got two of the yeah. back row sorted out for the test. Go on, I know you so can ask me.
0: For, where's where's Tipperick and Warped, then? You know, how would you sort that out?
1: Well, Tipperick was super today for you know most of that game. As uh, as one of the greatest rugby players of all time, said Sean Fitzpatrick at time phenomenal. He described Tippett's first half-performance. What's interested me in recent uh, months is Tipper seems to have bulked up a little bit. Maybe, you know, I reckon, they've got him to do that so that, so he can be a bit more effective to the breakdown. We didn't see so much room in attack today, which is arguably his greatest strength because of the Lions didn't have much of an edge behind. Yeah. So we didn't see his link work, but he was into everything. He was great. Um, you know, he's put a, uh, a marker down straight away. Sam Warburton, bit quiet perhaps last weekend the captain you know more limited uh, he's got a bit he's got more of a limited game Uh, would they play Warburton at uh, Blindside Flanker in the test which uh, you know Wales played him at Blindside Flanker in the Six Nations I don't think so at this stage because I think they're going to need a bit more bulk i.e. like Stander at uh, at six against the the power of New Zealand so yeah Warburton's a captain he's favourite obviously clearly to Play at open side flanker, but I think he's gonna to have to produce in his next uh outing or so because he, you know, if he's under pressure, isn't he? If the yeah. Lions lose against Crusaders, lose a couple more games, or whatever, you know, Gatlin will have some uh real tough choices to make come test time. I mean, Gatlin has said in the past, it doesn't matter who the captain is, the captain's the captain of the squad, we pick our best uh, team. Let's see if Tipperidge keeps on producing. Uh, if Rich makes the uh, test team it was win and lose for Rich today wasn't it well, he won in a sense he had a great performance etc etc but he must know in the back of his mind that if Warburton's considered as an open side flanker Rich is the best he can hope for be on a bench and test it's
0: almost back to that it's similar to the conversation we had in, in Wales terms a while back isn't it you know <laughs> I think Gatland's going to be sat there just hoping that Warburton starts producing performances, and then he will, you know, his selection will not be questioned, and it doesn't become a thing in the press like it has in Wales in the past.
1: Um, yeah, if you, yeah, if you, if the Lions want to pick attacking back row, the you know, best attackers, best attackers in a back row is is Falotel, uh Tipbridge, CJ Stander, the one that creates, I think. Mm. Um, uh, and maybe Ross Moriarty, because you know he's a good ball carrier, yeah. uh, one of those. And I actually thought today that James Haskell did well. He was, um, you know, uh, I wouldn't entirely discount him. He he had a lot of thrust. He's quick on his feet, and he's a player you know he hits the ball quite well. He's not taking his standing still. So it's uh, heck of a lot of competition in the back row in fairness. I, mean, I don't think anyone would let the Lions down. Yeah. Um,
0: I want to talk just before we finish about Johnny Sexton and the fly half uh, situation. Uh, Sexton. Didn't have a great game, uh, first up against the Barbarians. Dan Bigger was given the starting jersey today. Um, I thought, I said to you near the end of the game, perhaps a little bit harshly, that things went downhill as soon as Bigger went off. I know there are, there's obviously a lot of factors, as you quickly pointed out to me, <laughs> there are a lot of factors to, to consider there. Um, but I thought the Lions moved the ball the best when Bigger and Webb were in control, and maybe it's because they were fresh, maybe it's because you had lots of familiar partnerships on the field at that stage. Um, but I just felt like the Lions lost their shape a little bit when Sexton came on. I don't know if you saw it's things similarly. Sexton
1: came on, didn't he, four minutes before the end of the first half. I thought Bigger did well, and it's a concern he's had an end injury, failed a concussion test, so that is a concern. I thought he was decent, uh, Bigger, you know, he was damn Bigger, he was tidy, he was organised, etc. You're right about the partnership with Webb. Uh, I think that was helping but I think when Sexton came on, didn't he, and a few minutes later, the Blues took the lead yeah. on a, you know, in an injury time, first half, and then their tails were up. And I actually thought bigger benefit in the first half than Webb and the Lions generally, the Lions backline, because they were getting uh, 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 better possession and um, more on the front foot. I thought in the second half, the Blues came out, picked the tempo up from the start. The game changed a bit. There was a the substitution in both packs. I thought that changed it a, a little bit. Uh, and the Blues the Blues had a lot more that second half and the Lions didn't have such a good ball so it was going to be more difficult for Sexton um, however you know I did point out as well he, he was short with that up and under which ended, ended up with um, with the Blues breaking away to score the um, to score the winning try and in fact I would question why he didn't uh, kick that ball you know uh, diagonal kick and bounce into the corner mm-hmm. anyway the Lions were leading you know, Actually, so uh, he, I think the jury's out on him if I say in the outside half stakes at the moment Farrell is clearly out of the game
0: yeah. Did you think in a, in a roundabout way um,
1: don't forget as well that Sexton's going to have to back up again now he's going to have to well, be on the bench this weekend going, because I wouldn't have thought on, to yeah. Bigger be available Bigger. but he's not going to be under the Bigger. HIA rules because he's so close to the gap yeah. of the game so,
0: so Bigger's going to miss Saturday's game which means like you said Sexton's going to be on the bench again, probably with Farrell at 10, so he gets another crack at it. Yeah, he might have to play next week, midweek. Well, this is it. I mean, and he hasn't, he, he's had his injuries as well this season. Do you think Gatland yeah. will sort and of did be. Did you
1: notice today he hadn't been on it long and their and they lock, one of their locks, smashed him just after he passed the ball? Yeah. One of their swags creamed him and drove him back and stuck it into him because they want to put him and send him home. Simple yeah. as that. Do
0: you think Gatland will sort of be looking at him thinking, you know, come on, come on, Johnny, you were. You were supposed to be one of my Test 10, if not, you know, battling Farrell very, very hard for it.
1: Yeah, I think he will, and I think Gatlin will want him to succeed and want him to play uh, well. So I think, in, in one respect, Bigger's injury, may actually Gatlin may feel that would help him because it means that Sexton's is going to play a bit more, and he's uh, going to play a bit more, and, you know, he'll hopefully play himself into in form.
0: Don't forget now, um, obviously on the last tour, Stuart Hogg filled in at 10 as well hmm. in the midweek games are we saying that's not a possibility at, at, at this stage yeah it, yeah it could happen couldn't it Off I mean you, you've got to think about like you said if I, I wouldn't want to
1: be going in mine against any of the Super Rugby teams <laughs> with Stuart Dog at uh, outside half because they're no. a bit different the, You know, the, in Australia uh, you had a couple of strong Super Rugby teams yeah. uh, some weak ones and of course uh, the Wallabies didn't play in those matches yeah. And we know how weak their rugby is when the Wallabies are not playing. It's yeah. a bit different in New Zealand with their production uh, line. So Hogg could pr- provide backup. You know, do you know what when Sexton was on it today, I'm that concerned about Johnny uh, Sexton's health. Every time I see him on a rugby pitch, but the knocks he takes, I was thinking, oh, I just hope the Sexton doesn't take a knockdown in the second half. Who the Lions put it to the outside half? Could Lee Halfpenny ended up playing at number ten? You know, which he has showed up a bit in the past himself. Oh,
0: Alex, you know, imagine that! So-
1: imagine that! You know, early in the second half that happened.
0: Let's just hope it never comes to a, a situation like that. Just to uh, finish up, then, overarching view on this, so we we're not in the realms of hovering over the panic button just yet, do we?
1: Well, you and I are not Matthew because we are realists. Uh, <laughs> but of course, there is you know people in uh, tent swing swing none isle, either they're right up there, right up in the air, aren't they? This is fantastic, it's fantastic. They're really down in a the dumps. There's one extreme. I think we fall somewhere in the middle. All is not lo- lost yet. They still hope for the Lions if they had been uh, you know if they come up if they'd been stuffed up front today uh, or come off uh, you know if they uh, come off second best they had problems in that facet of the game you know your fundamentals yes we would be extremely concerned but they never they had enough ball to have won that game and scored some points uh, the, the one concern and we hope the guys who are going to come in are going to produce it is your George Noss, your Jonathan Davis your Ben Tios, perhaps Jonathan Joseph. Are going gonna, to gonna come in and they're going to give them some month and they're going to start uh, turning that pressure and possession into five pointers.
0: I think, uh, just as a final word, uh, I think where I sort of sit on it is more frustration as opposed to anything else. I think they did enough to probably win the game today, um, frustrating little penalties, as we've already mentioned, and like yeah. you said, possession into points and all that. It's just yeah, not. When you point. Think. Uh,
1: and also, as well, don't you know? the uh, Blues' second try the rebound off the uh, penalty it was an easy penalty should have been a simple three points it came back off the, uh, came back off an upright and they ended up scoring so you could argue that's, you know blue's got the bounce of the ball there and their third uh, try really the blue should never have scored uh, from that deep that should have been snuffed out though. And I must say their first try was a, a cracker and if the lines had taken a couple of their opportunities and, as Gartner said not give away too many soft penalties when they also when they had the ball when you're in possession, they've got to be patient, retain the ball, don't go off their feet and that, keep the ball, don't get isolated so they could have built more and more momentum. At times, they give that momentum away by giving a soft, soft penalty away at a breakdown.
0: All right, then, let's leave it there. Um, obviously, we're all looking full steam ahead now to the Crusaders game on Saturday morning. There's going to be a Lions team announcement tomorrow morning at 7am. I'll be up with you, bringing you all the latest, as always, on Wales Online.